Welcome to the Doctrine Matters Podcast, where we seek to equip the church to understand and live out its faith. I'm your host, Stephen Dew. I'm the preaching pastor at South Caraway Baptist Church in Jonesboro, Arkansas. We want to thank you for joining us today, and let's get right to today's episode. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Doctrine Matters Podcast, where we have, again, had a slight hiatus, but sometimes life comes up and things happen, and you just have to take a break from some things while you continue to take care of other things, but we're back, and we're in the middle of our character of God, kind of 15 minutes of fame for each characteristic, as we've talked about who God is, and I want to read something to you here. It comes from the book by A.W. Pink called The Attributes of God. And the very first paragraph about the sovereignty of God is just beautiful. A.W. Pink says this, The sovereignty of God may be defined as the exercise of his supremacy. Being infinitely elevated above the highest creature, he is the most high Lord of heaven and earth, subject to none, influenced by none, absolutely independent. God does as he pleases, only as he pleases, and always as he pleases. None can thwart him, none can hinder him. So his own word expressly declares, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. That's Isaiah 46.10. He does according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth and none can stay his hand. Daniel 4.35. He goes on to say divine sovereignty means that God is God in fact as well as in name that he is on the throne of the universe directing all things, working all things after the counsel of his own will. And of course we see that in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 11. This is a very great paragraph and great statements, great scriptures when we see what the sovereignty of God is all about. It means that God is simply in control of all things. He is seated on his throne, there is nothing that will, there is no maverick molecules, uh, as R.C. Sproul has said. There's nothing that will escape his sight, his his um, mind. He knows all, sees all, he's over all. So let's think about the climate that we live in, our culture. Man, we there's uh, as of right now, the recording of this episode, there's only like eight days until the election takes place. As a matter of fact, let me pull up the calendar real quick and see. I think it's the third. Yeah, a week from tomorrow, we vote for a president. But have you seen all of the stuff leading up to this election? From riots to things burning to people just being at flat out rude to one another. We tend to think that we live in this world sometimes that's just super chaotic. And it's only chaotic when those who don't have a biblical worldview act as if they don't have a biblical worldview. However, even when unbelievers act as unbelievers, nothing is outside of the realm of God's knowledge and what he knows. As a matter of fact, he knew everything that was going to happen this year before it even happened. He knows how all of this coronavirus stuff is going to end up. He knows how everything is going to play out because... He is God. He knows all. We'll talk about that soon. But he is sovereign over everything. He does as he pleases. So if he allows this evil to take place, then he's allowed it to take place for his good pleasure somehow. We don't understand that, but he has allowed it to take place, and he will get his glory from it. And he has done nothing 
just for the sake of doing things or allowing things. When we look at the book of Job, we see the devil and God have an interaction. And and God even says, have you considered my servant Job? And Job goes, uh, he's a, a faithful man, and then he is all of a sudden experiencing so much heartache and turmoil. But this was not out from under the sovereignty of God. God allowed this that happened in Job's life, and if you don't know what happened, go read that chapter, uh, chapter, excuse me, go read the whole book of Job, especially the first chapter, and you'll see that, and then look through all of those chapters. Everything is so good there. But God allowed these things to happen to Job because God is sovereign. Now, God used the things that happened to Job to receive glory for himself, and even we see in the end, good things happen to Job because he remained faithful to the Lord. So all the types of things that we see in our lifetime, all the types of things that we see go around us, God is completely sovereign over them. He's in control. As A.W. Pink says, he does whatever he pleases. That comes from Psalm chapter 115, verse 3 which simply says, our God is in the heavens. He does all that he pleases. So we have to understand that God is in control of all things, not us. Don't we want to be in control of things? We want to be in the driver's seat until things go wrong, and then we want to say, Jesus, take the wheel, right? But let me tell you something. God is sovereign, ruling, and reigning. He has always got the proverbial will. We don't have to ask God to take the wheel, ask Jesus to take the wheel. He's already got it. He's in control of it. And we are going to live our lives according to his plan one way or the other. And when we live our lives, we, we live it the way God has played it out for us, and we give him glory in doing so. Even unbelievers give God glory in what they do. So God, we have to know this. God is ruling and reigning in the heavens. He sovereignly chose to place people on this earth He sovereignly chose the things that are going to happen on this earth. And the things that happen on this earth, they don't change who God is. That's part of who he is. That's part of his character. He is immutable. He is not going to change as a result of what's happening on this world because he has ordained the things that will happen on this world and are happening on this earth. The Bible teaches us that man plans his way in his heart, but the Lord determines the steps or establishes the steps because God has already determined and established the steps you and I will take. So everything that happens in our life, everything that we see on a grander scale in our culture and in our world, nothing is going to cause God to change because he's sovereign over it. He's ruling and he's reigning over it. And it was by his good pleasure and goodwill that he put men and women here to be able to give him glory, to encourage one another, to teach and preach the gospel, to disciple one another. And everything, even the fall, he knew was going to happen, and sending Christ to die for the sins of many was a result of that fall, but it was always plan A. God did not change as a result of the fall. God knew the fall because he sovereignly rules over the fall of man. God is sovereign in salvation as well. I really believe this from the scriptures, that God has providentially chosen those who would be saved before the foundations of the world, As Ephesians chapter 1 teaches us, uh, Jesus himself says, uh, those that the Father give me will come to me. In other words, those that God says will be saved, Jesus has bled and died for, and they will be saved. He will be called unto himself out of darkness into marvelous light. If God is not sovereign in salvation, 
then we are left on our own, and on our own, we sin, we fall, we stumble, we don't give God glory on our own. The Bible is clear that we run from God, we hate God, we're enemies with God, that there's none that seek righteousness, there's none that do good, there's none that seek after God. That's Romans chapter 3. It's, uh, it's clear that left on our own, we would never choose God. But it's because God is sovereign over all things, including salvation, that he has providentially chosen those who would be saved. So he isn't leaving it up to chance who's going to be saved. He, he isn't leaving it up to some random thing or, or let's just the luck of the draw, if you will, because God is sovereign over it. He already knows who's going to be saved. He already knows whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life because he put them there. Those names are there before the foundation of the world, and those names that are in that book will be called unto salvation. Now, let me just say this, that uh, many times uh, there are groups, uh, Calvinists especially, uh, I would say that if we're going to use terminology, if we have to categorize somebody, I would say that I am a Calvinist, I believe, uh, in the sovereignty of God and salvation. But there are some Calvinists that would make it seem like God's choosing in election, it's just going to be a small number of people. But I believe as we read the scriptures, there are going to be many people in this world that are going to be saved, all types of people. Now, the Bible also teaches that narrow is the way. Narrow is the path that leads to life, and only few find it. So, uh, even though there's a large number of people, it's going to be small in relation to the number of people that have been on this earth, are on this earth, and ever will be on this earth. However, that doesn't negate the fact that God is sovereign over it, and he is the one that chooses. So whether that number is huge or small, I believe by reading the scriptures that God is just in whoever is saved Whoever he passes over, he's just in doing so. Why? Because he sits sovereignly ruling and reigning over all of this world. There is nobody that rivals God. There is nobody that is going to come close to rivaling God. So they can't lead and they can't be sovereign over this world. They can't rule over the world because God already does. So that is something that we have to understand that God is going to do what he wants to do. Psalm 115.3, all of his plans will play out according to the way he wants them to play out. We've seen that. We even read that. Um, He will do all of his pleasure. Isaiah 46.10, A.W. Pink helped us with that. But God is going to do what God wants to do, and there's nothing that we can do to change the mind of God. We can't knock him off his throne. We try. We try to be God. We try to be uh, who we think we should be, but God knows exactly who we are and brings us, thankfully, he sets us apart in this positional sanctification and then brings us in progressive sanctification and finally we'll have a complete sanctification one day. But it's all because God sovereignly chose those who would be saved from the beginning of the world. And I know this is sometimes a, a hard concept to grasp, but when we think about the sovereignty of God is exercising his supremacy, exercising his uh, awesomeness, his power, There is nobody or nothing that can come close to who God is. So when we put God in his rightful place on the throne and we get in our rightful place, which is uh, not even close to his throne, we are sinful fallen men 
then we will understand that it only makes sense for God to sovereignly reign and rule in this world. Now, some may say, well, if he's sovereignly ruling and reigning this over this world, why is there so much chaos and heartache and drama and, and, and people dying and killings and uh, sicknesses and all of these things? And the answer to that is sin. We live in this fallen world that as a result, there is going to be heartache, there's going to be trouble, there's going to be thorns and thistles, there's going to be sicknesses, which is a result of the fall, there's going to be uh, people die, there's going to be abortion, sadly. Now, these things aren't justifiable, okay? So don't hear me say that. So I'm not saying that you're justified in getting an abortion or killing someone because, oh, it's just a result of the fall, because we're sinful people. No, that's not a reason to justify your sin. But we see these things happen in our world because of sin. And it's only going to be this way for a moment. Now, it might be this way for our whole life until we pass on from this world and we stand with Jesus in that complete sanctification. Or when Jesus comes back, the Bible teaches us that this sovereign God that has been ruling and reigning and all of these bad things have had to happen as a result of sin, one day they'll all go away. In our sermon series we're going through at our church, First John, we were in chapter 2, verses 5 through 11 this past Sunday, and in there it talks about how the darkness is passing away, the light is already here. So all of this darkness, this sin, the sickness, this sorrow that we deal with currently in this world, this sovereign God has sent the light into this world, the light of Christ, the, the salvation, truth, and moral purity of who God is, is infiltrating this world. And every day we get closer to the coming of Christ, the second coming of Christ. So the darkness is passing away. It's going to be one day cast into hell. There's going to be no more darkness. There's going to be no more sin, sorrow, sickness, anything else to deal with because Jesus will come back. It will all be made new. We will dwell with God. God will dwell with us. We will be his people, and there will be a new heaven and a new earth. It'll be glorious. It'll be the way God intended from the beginning before the fall. All, only this time, there will never be any more sin. So we see that a sovereign God is even ruling over the fallen world. We live in the sin that's in this world because sin has to take place as a result of the fall of man in the garden. And even God was sovereign over that. He made a way. Thankfully, he made a way because when man fell the first time, he could have left us all on our own without a way back to him. But thankfully, he sent his son Jesus Christ to die in our place his blood was shed, they beat him, they spit on him, he died on the cross, they buried him, three days later he rose again, and the Bible says for those that repent of their sin and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, they will be saved. With the heart one believes and is justified, with the mouth one confesses and is saved. So those that God works in, those that he has chosen, he's going to call, and those are going to respond in repentance and faith, and he is sovereign over salvation, he's sovereign over everything happening in this world. He is sovereign over all things, and he sits on his throne, ruling and reigning. So that should bring us comfort here today. It should bring us comfort to know that everything that we see that's going crazy around us is chaotic. It's a result of the fall, and it's a result of unbelievers acting as unbelievers. We rest in the promise that Christ gives us that we are saved by grace through faith. We rest in the promise that there will be an inheritance for us one day, and that is in a life with Christ in eternity with him, perfected in sanctification and holiness. 
and we rest knowing that even though it's a dumpster fire all around us, God is in control of every bit of it. He hasn't changed his mind. He hasn't changed his heart. He knows exactly what's next for America. He knows exactly what's next for the world. And regardless of who your president is after the first of the year, you can rest and have peace in knowing that God is still going to be on his throne. And he's either going to allow this president to continue or do things or uh, some sort of evil potentially, or he's going to stop it. We just have to trust God. And if we lose our life in the process or if we die in the process, then to live is Christ, to die is gain. So if we die, then we gain. So while we live, let's trust a sovereign God. Let's preach Christ and Christ crucified, and let's give God glory in all that we do. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this has just been a quick, really quick look at the sovereignty of God, just knowing that he's in complete control of everything. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. We'll get back, hopefully, on a normal schedule soon so we can get more of these episodes pumped out there to you. Thank you for listening. And if uh, Josiah is listening, my little buddy that I found was listening and and, uh, repeating the opening this is the Doctor Matters podcast, a podcast designed to equip to understand that that part, you know, that you hear on the the beginning. Uh, I heard him saying that in a Facebook post. So if Josiah, you're listening, I appreciate you, buddy. I love you, and I hope you've enjoyed it. Hope you guys have enjoyed it. Again, as always, any questions, comments, concerns, Doctrine Matters Podcast at gmail.com. Look for us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We'll be glad to reach out to you, have a conversation with you, or answer any questions you may have. Until then. Have a great rest of your day, and God bless.